Hello, everyone, and welcome to Toronto Rock Total Access. I am Mike Hancock, and we are going to get you caught up on everything you need to know going into this weekend's game as the Toronto Rock head east to take on the Halifax Thunderbirds. Game time is 6 p.m. Eastern, so don't be fooled. 7 o'clock Atlantic, little time change there. 6 p.m. Eastern is the start time for this game on Saturday night that you can watch on TSM Plus all across Canada, and uh, all you have to do is... Jump over to tsn.ca slash live, scroll down to their uh, extra bonus content there, and find the Toronto Rock versus the Halifax Thunderbirds on Saturday night at 6 p.m. And you can check out uh, Pete Dalladay, Pat Gregoire, Mackie Jenner on the call of the game. And there is going to be a large contingent of Rock fans out there, and it should be pretty exciting. The atmosphere will be great, as always, in the nest. And uh, we're looking forward to watching that thing on TSN Plus on Saturday night for those who are not lucky enough to be traveling out east to check out the game in person. So coming up on today's edition of the program, we're going to have a great chat with Nick Rose. That's right, number 66, one of the favorites for the NLL's goaltender of the year. We did not get into that in the interview, but uh, we got into lots of other fun stuff. So that's this is one that you're definitely going to want to listen to. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we should mention the Rocker back at home on Saturday, April the 1st against the Buffalo Bandits. Likely the biggest game of the year in terms of the regular season in Rock City. It is a game you are going to want to get tickets to right now. Last week on the show, I said, hey, if you want to sit in the lower bowl, you should get your tickets now. That was a week ago. It could not be more true as I speak to you right now. There are very, very very few tickets left in the lower bowl as I speak now. And if you have a look around, yes, the upper bowl is open as well already for the game on April 1st. And we're still just over two weeks away from that game. So it is going to be packed on Saturday, April the 1st, when the Toronto Rock take on the Buffalo Bandits. Huge East Conference matchup. But first, we do have some business to take care of. The Rock and the Thunderbirds Saturday night from Halifax. Let's get things started and chat with number 66, Toronto Rock goaltender, Nick Rose. Welcome back to Toronto Rock Total Access. I'm now currently joined by the main man between the pipes, number 66, Nick Rose. Rosie, how are you doing? I'm great. Excited to be back on the pod. Got a gigantic iced coffee going. Yeah, we're flying out today. Got a kind of... Get the energy going and uh, hit the flight. Go to Halifax. Anything in that just looks like a black iced coffee. No, yeah, I'm just straight black iced coffee. Just uh, it's very refreshing and uh, yeah, obviously a lot of stuff going on around the track all the time. I like to have a coffee and be on the go. Speaking of stuff going on around the track, we'll start with that. This past week we had the what was it, the Spring Invitational? Uh, yeah, that's what Are it was Are you coaching called. in that at all? Yep. So all season long, um, I've been coaching with Brad Cree on the 2009 Rockstars team. And uh, yeah, the Spring Invitational was kind of the final event here at the track for the team. And uh, our, our team um, finished with an undefeated season. So we're pretty proud of that. But um, yeah, it was a whole lot of fun and just a quick two-day kind of tournament. And obviously people looking for stuff to do during March break, a uh, good way to start it. Now, something else that you were doing that I guess wasn't necessarily on March break, but last week 
debut, I believe, color analyst. Oh, yeah. On Rock Elite, the junior championship game, the 21U. Uh, yeah. What I, happened there? How did, Were you thrust into action? Was this something you've always dreamed of? And are you coming for, you know, <laughs> Shani or Pat Gregoire, or Brad Challoner? Are you coming for their job when you retire? Well, I must admit that I wasn't the first choice on uh, on the mic for the Rock Elite Championship, but that it was going to be you, if we're being honest. Well, this is the thing. I was a little under the weather that day, so no, I, I, know. I was going to do play-by-play, play, but now knowing that you could have been doing color, maybe I would have I know. I, uh, somehow figured a way to rally and get down here to do this, because that would have been a lot of fun. You know, I didn't know you were, you were going to be on the broadcast at all. You know what? I had a lot more fun than I thought I was going to end up. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wasn't really anything I was planning on doing, but just for the final game for the kind of our junior uh, division for the Rock Elite League, uh, felt like it was important for us to live stream it. And then we obviously needed uh, some sort of play-by-play and commentary. So uh, JVI had uh, one of their guys doing the play-by-play, and then I hopped on just to kind of fill in the gaps about some of the players and the league and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, it actually ended up being a lot of fun. Well, and the more I thought about it afterwards, I was like, there's no better person to do this because, you know, with the Rock Elite, it's not as though, you know, there's a lot of eyes necessarily on it from week to week. And sure, certain guys might know certain players who play for, you know, other junior teams and stuff through the summers. But you've watched some of these kids since they were very young. And, you know, you are probably very well in tune with the league as it's been going this year. But you, you know you might be becoming like the Bob McKenzie or (laughs) I'm just saying like the ultimate insider with the number of kids that you have seen from literally all corners of the province here grow up playing minor lacrosse. Like you are like the ultimate insider. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. I, I mean, I obviously uh, do hope that helps me with uh, the GM role with orange roll. Like I've just seen a lot of players come through here and, um, whereas otherwise wouldn't really get that opportunity. So certainly, yeah, helps me with, uh, my other, uh, <laughs> gig with the Northmen and, uh, just to kind of get some players on my radar. And obviously we want to make sure all the kids are getting good opportunities in junior lacrosse and get to the NCAA if that's what they want to do. So yeah, no, it was a lot of fun. I'm going to have to uh, throw it back to that, uh, sometime next year, maybe with you on the play-by-play. Look forward to it. Now I have to ask you, is there a player here that you can truly say was like a Nick Rose under the radar find that has <laughs> come through Rock Elite League and maybe wasn't always on the radar, but it's like, I've liked this guy. I thought he would be a good fit. And maybe, you know what, maybe he didn't even end up playing for Orangeville, but just a guy that you were like, I, I knew that guy was going to be good from this time. And maybe everybody else didn't see it, but now he's proven it. Um, yeah, there's probably been a lot over the years that I've kind of seen that had a lot of potential and then maybe other people hadn't seen it. The the two that really pop out to me is, uh, Ryan Smith and Andrew Q. Um, I think I, I, so obviously, <laughs> no <big deal. laughs> obviously two NLL guys, they yeah. were kind of, uh, like before Andrew Q obviously went and scored a thousand goals in junior A, uh, that's I, a lot of goals. Yeah. I, uh, I was assistant GM with the Northmen. I think I, it was early on for me in that role, and uh, I think I missed out by a day on trying to sign him. He because uh, he was an Oakville kid, but Burlington kind of signed him the day after, day before I had asked if he wanted to come out with us, and he he kind of said, "Oh, I would have explored that for sure." But so I missed out on him, and then 
Ryan Smith kind of floated around Junior B for a bit, and another guy I, I asked if he wanted to. Uh, so I guess Burlington kind of got me twice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he, he went to Burlington. He was Hamilton Junior B, but yeah, th- those two guys, I always obviously, <laughs> obviously now they're like stud First at all. First yeah. round picks in the NLR. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They've, but uh, they've done all right. But uh, during their Rock Elite careers, uh, wasn't always the case. Yeah, I remember both Q and uh, Ryan Smith stinging us, being the Halton Hills Bulldogs in Junior B, especially Ryan Smith, where I think he was definitely a guy. I can remember as he started scoring goals regularly, I was like, "Who is this guy?" And then, yeah, boom, he uh, he yeah. kind of blew up for sure. Yeah, I would have loved to make them Northman, but didn't happen. The rest is history. So is there anybody without letting the cat out of the bag that you're seeing maybe that's in like the U15, U13 that's maybe from, you know, not a traditional center or something like that that you're kind of like, uh, yeah, we I got to keep my eye on that guy. Like, we have a lot of unbelievable players from like your non-traditional like powerhouse centers that uh, will be draft eligible in a few years. So I, I've loaded up on some picks, but uh, guys like, like Adam Ponting, uh, he, I think he ended up being the MVP of the U17 division. He was unbelievable. Finn Morgan, he's an Oakville kid. He's around the track, actually does uh, some timekeeping of our Masters League. So <laughs> we, we like to get all these kids involved as much as possible but uh, and uh, kind of keep our eyes on them. But, yeah, we got some awesome players from all around. And it must be, like you're saying, an advantage that you can, uh, you know, use in your – your other walk of life here with the junior and Northman, but also just being able to get to know the kids beyond the fact that, you know, you get to watch them on the floor, but like you're talking, you know, certain players are timekeeping or like they're doing other things around the track, maybe working at the store, all these things you get to know who they are more than, more than just what you see on the floor. Yeah. Especially with uh, some of the kids coming from the rock elite league now getting into the NOL. It's like, yeah, I saw, saw where these kids started. Like, uh, Obviously, the, the, all the Dalwicks uh, started right away, but like even um, like we we just had Ethan Staten uh, finish his full junior career uh, with us uh, for Rock Elite League, and he started when he was in Pee Wee. So, like it's however many years that is, like you see all these kids grow up, and yeah, you definitely get to know all the kids, and it's awesome. Uh, obviously, uh, this place makes it pretty accessible. Absolutely. All right. Let's let's shift gears to chat a little bit more about the Toronto Rock right now. And the team uh, had the little blip on the radar in Philadelphia, but back on track last weekend. Um, how are you feeling going into uh, a road trip? Two weeks in a row, going to be on the road. Another chance to get together with the guys and just uh, probably just solidify those bonds even more that uh, seem to be uh, becoming unbreakable, as we've seen in the documentary here over the last couple of weeks. But What's your overall vibe as to how you're feeling going into this weekend? I'd say uh, the group was feeling very good. Um, yeah, we had that little uh, hiccup in Philly, but um, I think being around that all a long time, we all know that uh, it's probably a little unrealistic to rattle off 15 wins in a row or whatever it would have been uh, if we were to get to the finals. Like that's still the plan. So I think. Uh, I think while we wanted, obviously wanted to win that one and it was a winnable game, uh, I, I think uh, we all kind of knew that that was a possibility that we were going to have a bump in the road and obviously to kind of get back on track uh, right away then ne- last weekend against Albany was a good sign for the resolve of this group and yeah, heading into Halifax, it's a good turned into a good rivalry and 
they're a desperate team and we got to kind of match that because we're desperate uh, to keep winning to stay at top of the East. So um, we, we want to put ourselves in a position to win the division and this one uh, is crucial for that. Yeah, and a chance to clinch a playoff spot this weekend, which I'm sure is uh, pretty enticing and another uh, you know little carrot that's dangled out there for uh, a little more incentive going into this game. But I also wanted to talk about you know some injuries have popped up here over – Recent weeks, we've seen, you know, Mitch Disnew is uh, still on the injured reserve and officially listed as uh, out for this weekend. On the injury report, Challen Rogers was placed on the IR last uh, Saturday before the game and is listed as questionable for this weekend. But I guess the big news of the week really is the acquisition of Greg Downing, a guy that you're familiar with. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your excitement level about Mr. Downing joining the club? Yeah, Greg Downs. Um, now I played with him in Boston first few years in the NLL. It's been a long time since we were teammates, but he's uh, one of the best guys in, in the league and uh, just a great character guy. He's been really good for a long time, I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of people, uh, like even within this organization, not, not only fans that don't even really know about uh, Downing, but... Um, once he gets here, I, I'm sure he'll make his mark. And he's just a solid defender, loose ball machine, works hard every shift. And he's been a really tough check uh, for a long time. And I, I think he'll be a good addition to the room as well uh, with his personality. Speaking of in the room, um, if people watched the last episode of Rock City Unplugged, they got probably a little bit of a deeper peek into the room. Uh, getting to know who Nikki and Tobin were and what they mean to this team and, and what they mean to guys who have, uh, you know, not only, I guess, been around for a long time, but a short time as well. Uh, great interview with Latrell Harris in there. If you want to check out the uh, latest episode of the documentary on our Toronto Rock YouTube channel. But Rosie, I wanted to kind of ask you a little bit about, you know, your relationship with them. You've been around since they've been around, obviously, the uh, the whole time you kind of watch these guys grow up as well. Um, just Tell us a little bit about your relationship with those guys and, and kind of what they mean to the team as a whole. Yeah, no, it was uh, pretty crazy th uh, seeing the throwback uh, clips and how small uh, Nicky was because now he's uh, obviously getting very big. And um, Yeah, they've been around a long time. They're great kids, obviously. They've been going through a battle that uh, is kind of unimaginable, and um, you, you could tell by uh, that episode uh, how much the team means to them as well, but... Uh, Hopefully they realize how much they mean to us as well. And, yeah, we've had opportunities to – I think a group of us went to Tobin's uh, send-off to college party and then seen Nikki in the hospital after uh, a surgery. And, um, yeah, they mean a ton to us and always puts a smile on everyone's face when they walk in the door and give us a fist bump and as fired up for games as, uh, as we are and – Obviously, Nikki more so comes out on the floor for warm-ups. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a unique, uh, been a unique experience. But I think after this long, it's just like, like I don't really think too much of it. They're just there and part of the team and just, yeah, is what it is. And it's been awesome. Yeah, it's tremendous really to, uh, you know, I get to deal with their parents, uh, you know, fairly frequently on uh, – you know, making sure they're in the building and stuff like that. Uh, my role, I guess, in the whole thing. But, um, you know, just to see the strength of their of the parents in this situation and also to hear uh, Tobin's mom, Karen, just speak about how much the team means, especially, uh, you know, both both Nikki and Tobin's mothers uh, featured in that episode of the documentary. But just to hear them speak about, uh, 
you know, how much the team has brought some normalcy to their life that has been, you know, quote unquote, not normal. Right. So it's awesome how uh, nervous they get uh, to like after game, after close game, seeing them in the hallway, the, yeah. the parents and, uh, <laughs> and they're like, oh, you had us n- nervous there for a while or whatever. And now they're into the, like, uh, obviously the lacrosse side of it as well. So it's cool to kind of see how that's grown. Yeah. I mean, the whole family is just uh, so invested in the Toronto Rock and, and we're uh, obviously very invested in them too as, as part of the family. So, um, you know, I know they'll be uh, cheering you guys on from a distance this weekend in Halifax. And this is a huge, huge game. And uh, before we let you go, we do have to check in and, and chat a little bit about what you're watching. And uh, the floor is yours. I'm watching a lot right now. I've, yeah. I've been painting myself in a corner with some. It looks of, like it from your Instagram story. Oh, yeah. It's like, well, it's, like yeah, it's time to watch this with the boys. This, it's been uh, like kind of the wind down of some shows. So that's why I got to throw it out on social that, oh, we're we're in it. But um, our house, me, Latrell, Manzi, and uh, and Shug, Adam J, um, all just finished Last of Us first season, which was awesome TV. Yeah. Um, I never played the video game, but Manzi tells me that uh, that they did a good job following the video game, and uh, yeah, it was very entertaining. Really liked it. Um, Survivor's back. Yeah, I've been watching Survivor. Yeah. So we got a nice little Survivor pool with a bunch of the guys on the team and uh, Jamie. So um, my two people are still alive, so that's good. Um, what else we got going on? Uh, Mandalorian, Disney, new right. season, great show. And then yesterday or the day before, Ted Lasso season three came back out. I got. I still haven't watched any of it. Are you kidding me, Hammer? <laughs> Hammer. I know. You know what? When it, I think when the first I've said this before. When the first season came out, you know, head coach Matt Sawyer, he was all over me. But how are you not watching this show? And now, yeah, everybody keeps like, saying that like, should be your weekend really, plans. Eh? Yeah. Okay. All right. It's an easy watch and just great character and. Just, Are every episode's like sitcom length, like thirty minutes, or uh, maybe a tad longer, but no, yeah. not not by much. So that that's my focus right now. But they release some weekly. It's a problem. So, so yeah. I gotta wait. But you know next what? Week. I I have often said this is that you know something with already two seasons in the bag and a new season out now. That's where I'm like that. For me, is the that sweet actually spot is perfect for you right finding now? Finding a series, but you got to dive into it because it's good. If something's already like four or five seasons, I'm like, I don't know if I can play catch up. But two seasons and being currently in new, I'm like that's beauty. Yeah, that's that, a good to spot me, to be. But but you got to dive in. No no more excuses. Right. Now here's the big one, and I know you guys hate it, and I'm uh, I'm on the fence. Sorry, I should not say you guys hate it. I know that's, where you're going. Right, I know and. I hope you do, but no interest still. We're talking about Big Brother Canada. Canada, yeah, <laughs> no, no chance. We're we're regular Big Brother or or die, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just like right. we we can't do it. Like we've tried, and I, it probably has something to do with how many shows we got on the go every time. Yeah, that comes out. Like we can only focus on the big dogs, so we can't be worrying about the little side. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's that's like watching like uh, like The Bachelor UK or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, yes, maybe, but at least this is the Canadian version. And I there's know. like a little bit of Canadiana in it, and um, I I would say so far the show is not off to the best start. I would say in 
Big Brother Canada history, but there okay. have been a couple seasons. I'm sure there's where I've said have, have rivaled just, the yeah. American seasons that just, have been as good in terms of the production and the games and all that stuff. And maybe even you start to see some of the things that were on BB Canada bleed into the U.S. Mm. version that you can see. Okay, well they did that this past season, and who knows, you know, if Big Brother USA says, "Hey, BB can." roll this out in some fashion yeah, we want to see if thing. it works yeah. and, or if it is they're finding inspiration you almost sound way. like you're like an advertiser for <laughs> big brother canada like i i, I do I, I don't mind it like i we definitely watch it religiously but um yeah last night by the end of the episode i i just kind of felt like eh, it's not uh it's not going great it's not going great are you watching that instead of your uh, penguins these days or no Rosie, <laughs> why you got to go there? I was just curious. It's been a rough week. They had the big overtime win on Sunday, even though they got jobbed because there was a terrible non-call that led to the tying goal in regulation. But losing to the Habs the way they did on Tuesday night was infuriating. That was a tough one. Up 2 nothing. Looks like it's going to be point night. Next thing you know, they're down 4-2. Point is night. Of the game <laughs> after the first. and It was point night. For, yeah, for the wrong team. Yeah. <laughs> And then last night, Thursday night against the Rangers, uh, must win if they wanted to have a chance to catch them for uh, third in the Metro. They uh, they played really well. Just goaltending was good. They just didn't they just didn't finish their chances. And it just seems to be that's the story of this team this year. And they're so up and down in games. Never mind from game to game or week to week, but in games they're unbelievable for 20 minutes and then you're like what happened for 20 minutes and then they're back and but on a more positive note about the penguins how about your one-on-one sid card yeah that was uh a nice little pickup from uh upper deck the cup the one of one quad yeah that was was electric hashtag yeah yeah so you have it in your possession now in hand you haven't shown it to me yet what the heck really well yeah i haven't brought it in yeah yeah you're you're gonna uh, maybe next week week, yeah yeah, I can uh, slide it down here and everybody can. How many times have you like pulled it back out and looked at it? And, Not like, many, no? honestly. It's one of those things like you, I don't know what it is. You just like I almost don't want it, even though it's obviously in a protective case and, and all these things. It just kind of like sometimes I want to just keep it put away. And Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know what that is. but That's a good looking card. I'll give you that much. Yeah, it was uh, one of the bigger... Uh, Holes of my collecting history, I guess you could say, but it's uh, it's fun, new stuff, lots of new stuff coming out in all sports. I know you're, I know you're it's on the prison tough football. to tough to keep up right now. Like, yeah. I, I've just like made the decision that I'm just not in the market for Kenny Pickett cards at this point because of the prices I've been seeing on some of these cards is crazy. But. I think with everything, you got to wait yeah. a couple, couple days even here, and I think you'll see I'll find some my way down the road into some prism silvers and autographs and stuff, but I'm not diving right in uh, week one here because, uh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you got to get in on some Steelers and some Bra- and I've been I feel looking. like you are due I have been looking. to hit something kind of crazy. The only issue with that is there's not really that many good breakers for prism football in Canada. So it's like. True. You're just diving into like a U.S. pricing, and like I've never really done that before, so it's just a new a new side of cards that I obviously need to get some experience with before just diving in. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I have been looking, and then um, 
Yeah, I just got. I think you're just due. You're due to hit like a gold or a. Oh, that know, would be great. Maybe not a black one or what. We know the auto is yeah, gone. Yeah, that. Uh, I still think day you one. Gotta... But yeah, no, I'll I'll find some Kenny Pickett cards, but I'm not looking this week. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> it can be tough. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, Rosie, this has been a tremendous chat. Yeah. Big game Saturday. Watch it on TSM Plus for everybody. Uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend, too. Yeah, everybody not traveling to Halifax, which seems to be very few people. There are a lot of rock fans making the trip. A lot. Well, it seems like uh, everybody's significant others coming this weekend, too. Like, is this a like bring a friend weekend? <laughs> like you do the mom's trip or the dad's trip. Yeah. But now you do, we're doing the wives' I, trip. I guess I missed the memo <laughs> on, the, on this one. Uh, yeah, I was more speaking about that. There's a lot of fans. We know the roadies are going. I saw the roadies. Uh, Jared Harris. Pack, uh, I think. Yeah, Jared Harris sent me a photo from Halifax. So that's uh, they're ready to roll. That's great. They've already arrived. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Not messing around. And I know. Uh, I think the Cree family has upwards of 25 plus uh, going to be in the stands. So um, we got the dock crew going on the road with the oh, team yeah? this weekend. No way. The dock crew will be making the trip out east. Are they filming at the airport and stuff? Uh, I guess as much as they can. I, I have also wondered about that because I, I would assume they would be carrying on some of their equipment, but not all of it, I would guess. But I just wasn't sure even what they would be able to shoot on on the plane at the, I, I would think if they've got their stuff with them, I think they're planning on shooting some stuff at the airport, but nice. cool. um, yeah, I don't know if they're going to get tackled or anything. Maybe here. I'll bring, uh, bring them into the Plaza lounge with me for lunch here today. What is the Plaza lounge? It's a benefit room that I get with, uh, one of my credit cards that just get to eat for free. Uh, every time we fly so Ooh. But, but you can only bring one guest in so i have to oh. it's a tricky uh <laughs> process who I've have been, you been bringing in well i've given all my roommates a taste of it and yeah. then uh just really depends who's close to me in the security line and customs like by the time i get through customs if you're kind of right beside me i'll throw it out at you so who's the do you have somebody planned for the plaza lounge date today I don't really have anybody planned. I think uh, I'm guessing most guys, I, I guess because we leave a bit later, most guys will have had lunch. So I, I'm not sure how hungry everybody will be. But yeah, it's up for grabs if anybody wants to uh, buy me a large coffee or something after. <laughs> That's all it takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the food like in there? Is it like a full meal or is it just some little? It's like, like a little buffet. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like rice, chicken. Like there's been a few different meats, like little tacos. Like, Is yeah. it busy? Sometimes it's real busy, but not to the point where you can't get in. Like, I think only once this year there was, like, a line to get in, and I just, like, was like, all right, forget this. But every other time got in, got a table, and, yeah. That's a sweet perk. It's really good. And, yeah, if you wanted to, you could just go drink a 1,000 beers in there, too, for free. It's free drink. Free everything. Wow. Yeah. That's a setup. Yeah, so. Are any of the other guys uh, jealous of this? Um, I tried to rub it in some faces a little bit, but no, I don't think guys are really jealous to be honest with you. Well, here's the bigger question. So is it, so it's at Pearson obviously, but are any of the other Canadian airports have the same? Lounge? Pretty much any airport in the world has a pla- it's the same, really? has a lounge that you can find with the Amex candy card I got. And how do the other airports stack up versus Pearson? Um, a bit better, I think. Ooh. Yeah, the the lounge in Toronto is not bad, but yeah, some of the other places are uh, pretty good. 
So do you hit it up on the way home too? Yeah, most times if it's open when we're not flying at 6 a.m., but Ooh. yeah. yeah, <laughs> Getting lots of travel shots here, and I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I try and pop in uh, some of them for breakfast usually when uh, when we're flying out. Yeah. But yeah, so see, what, see who uh, the lucky contestant is today. All right, well, maybe uh, follow along with Rosie's social media, and maybe he'll update uh, the whole world on that. Uh, yeah, maybe, today. maybe not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he's leaning towards the ladder. Not folks. too happy that uh, your guest or co-host isn't here, Shallon. Yeah, after making that uh, pretty well formal proclamation that yeah. he was ready to co-host, it's almost as if the co-host not... <laughs> position is still up for grabs. Just throwing that. Well, out it is. I mean, originally it, it wasn't necessarily a thing, but then now it has become a thing. But ever since he said that, he has not made any kind of effort whatsoever. <laughs> among other things, let's say, has not made any kind of effort whatsoever to uh, yeah. say, hey, what's up? Because he said he was going to book guys. He was oh, all he like, made it sound like he was yeah, all over it, but he was very clearly not. But you, not you, here. you know where to find me if you need me. Yeah, you'll be right over where I just found you. Yeah. The other end of a text message saying, hey, can you come do the pod? All right. Okay, Rosie, let's wrap this thing up. Good luck Saturday in Halifax. Enjoy the Plaza Lounge, and uh, we will do this again soon. Sure we will. Thanks, Hammer. All right, Nick Rose, goaltender for the Toronto Rock. They head out east to take on the Halifax Thunderbirds this weekend. Watch it on TSM Plus at 6 p.m. Eastern across the universe. We'll take a short break here on Toronto Rock Total Access and be back in a moment. He was a friend of mine And he could sing a song Back to wrap things up on this edition of Toronto Rock Total Access. We are just... Well, depending on when you're listening, of course, less than 24 hours, maybe slightly over 24 hours away from Saturday night's game, the Toronto Rock and the Halifax Thunderbirds, 6 p.m. Eastern. TSN Plus is where you find it. Don't miss it. It is going to be awesome. Always a great game when these two teams get together. They do have quite a rivalry, obviously. This is the old Rochester franchise, which, of course, the Toronto Rock and the old Nighthawks had an unbelievable rivalry back in the day especially in the early days of the team meeting in the championship in 1999 and 2000 and uh yeah big wins of course at home maple leaf gardens home floor some classic toronto rock stuff anyways the rivalry has continued without a doubt on to today as the halifax thunderbirds and the toronto rock met in the playoffs last year and of course challen rogers his big ot winning goal in rock city one of the biggest goals in Rock franchise history that didn't win the team a championship. That's the qualifier on that because, of course, still the biggest goal in Rock history is the last goal at the Garden, scored by Caleb Toth. But this Challen Rogers goal, I think, is a, a second-place-type finisher on that greatest uh, and most important goals in Rock history. So um, the only way to top it is to score a championship-winning goal at this point. And perhaps that could be the case in the spring. Well, we got some serious real estate to cover before we can even really seriously chat about that. But of course, optimism very high right now. The team is playing great, but there is quite a log jam atop those East Conference standings. Something to keep your eye on with the games remaining, the head-to-head, the, the opponents left. Basically, the Rock need to win out and get a little bit of help. In terms of Rochester dropping a game here on the way to the finish line. And then the Rock would get the number one seed because the Rock do have two games left head-to-head with Buffalo, which would end up putting the Rock ahead of the Bandits if the Rock were to win those two games, which would be part of the Rock winning out. 
a tall order, especially in the National Lacrosse League. So then you got to start to look, you know, what are the matchups? Who's playing who the rest of these weeks? Is there, you know, a potential uh, difficult matchup coming up from one of these teams? Do they have a historical tendency maybe to struggle against a certain team or in a certain arena? Any of these three teams that are in the race for the top in the Eastern Conference. It is going to be an unbelievably exciting March to May in the National Lacrosse League, and it is something that you are going to want to watch very closely by either watching the games on TSN+, Plus, that is via TSN's digital platforms, being tsn.ca or the TSN app, or watching those TSN NLL Game of the Week broadcasts that are on traditional TSN linear television, or the best way to check it out is in person in an NLL arena. Grab a ticket, grab a seat, and enjoy the ride. Come along with us in Rock City, Saturday, April the 1st, when The Rock take on the Buffalo Bandits. Game time, 7 o'clock there. Get your tickets right now, right now, right now. No matter where you want to sit, get your tickets right now. It is going to be the biggest crowd that we have had so far in Rock City since the team re- relocated to Hamilton. An extremely exciting evening coming up on April the 1st. But again, The Rock have that business to take care of first Saturday night in Halifax. And then the road game in between that we haven't even talked about is Saturday, March the 25th in Albany to take on the Firewolves, a team that The Rock just knocked off 12-6 last week, which we haven't touched too much on this podcast uh, about that game at all. But Again, another great second-half effort by the Toronto Rock to kind of create that separation from their opponent, and Nick Rose only lets in six goals. Unbelievable. Has a sub-nine goals against average, which, again, if you've been tracking some of that info on Twitter, the last time anybody finished with a sub-nine goals against average that played significant minutes was um, Aaron Bold back in 2014. Shout out to Adam Levy for throwing that stat out at us this week. And, uh, you know, rarefied error here if the Toronto Rock can keep rolling like this defensively and especially fighting through some injuries on the back end. But the addition of Greg Downing will be something also very, very interesting to track this weekend as he will make his Toronto Rock debut wearing number 24 on Saturday night in Halifax. So, again, 6 p.m. start, 6 p.m. Eastern Start for that game in Halifax on Saturday night. It is a don't-you-dare-miss-it type scenario. So tune in. Tune in. That's all we ask. And then we'll see you in Rock City on Saturday, April the 1st. But, of course, we'll be back to chat with you before then. In the meantime and in between time, that does it. Another edition of Toronto Rock Total Access is over and done with. I am Mike Hancock saying we will chat next week.